Happy Sunday and welcome to Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B, here to provide you with your favorite way to start the week. Every Sunday, we explore new topics and dive into conversations that matter and some that truly do not. Tune in each week to smile, learn something new, and join your favorite brunch gang. Let's get into it. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to your favorite number one podcast in the nation, Brunch with Desby. I'm so excited to be back with my favorite people, my Desby girlies. So excited. It has been a beautiful week here in the Piper household. I'm still struggling from post, from PTSD, coincidentally standing for post Taylor Swift depression. Odd how that works out, right? So I've been struggling ever since the concert um, that I went to again, not the flex, but my second time on the Eras tour and my last time on the Eras tour. Um, it just, it took me to another level of Swifty. Took me to a, another level of Swifty. And I have to say it was a little bit more of a spiritual experience than when I went to Chicago. And I think it was kind of cause I was like in the mentality of like, Ooh, I'm going, I'm ready to go. I'm going to experience this. This is my last time. You know what I mean? Like I almost didn't value the first era's tour experience because I was like, oh, I have another one coming. Does that make sense? Like I was kind of, I was in the moment. So anyways, we have a fun episode today and I'm interested to get your guys's feedback because I'm trying to like figure out how do I want to like continue this podcast? You know, like I'm always figuring out like ways to get better, different segments. And I've really been like doing a different approach. And so I would just, I just want to hear from you guys on your favorite episodes, because I think if I were to really base my podcast off of a few segments, it would be tell me a secret advice with Desby episodes with Wyatt doing God knows what. And then once in a while doing a solo episode, like from the heart, right? Like maybe when I'm feeling postpartum stuff or, you know, inspirational stuff, motivational stuff. Right. So I'm just curious when you guys think of brunch with Desby, what what do you think of, I guess is my question. So I love what I do, um, but I just want to keep, you know, getting better and always trying different things. So if you're listening every week, I appreciate you. And if you're watching every week, I appreciate you more. Cause you guys know if you're watching on YouTube, I love you guys more. Sorry. Also just kidding. I appreciate you no matter how you listen, stream, watch, whatever it may be. So we have packed episode today. We have advice from Desby, questions, kind of like a mini Q and A. But also we have like a lot of some news to catch up on, some watches to catch up on, some feedback. And most importantly, we now have Speak Now, Taylor's version. So if you guys have not uh, streamed, I said dreamed, I mean, shit, in your wildest dreams, Taylor Swift Speak Now, her version is out. And if you guys are not Swifties and you're just like, what does it mean, Taylor's version? Basically, she got screwed and did not own her own music. And as an artist, when you're putting all that work in and you're the one writing the songs and directing the music videos, et cetera, when you don't get that credit and someone else owns what you've made, that hurts. And she kind of got screwed out of that. And so she is re-recording all of her albums at you know some, some point. Some of the albums are already done. Some are still to come. And she's making them Taylor's version. So whenever you go stream her music, the best thing to do to support her as an artist is to stream Taylor's version. Okay. If there's an album, it's not out yet. You know, you're still supporting her by just listening to her music, but that's the reason if you're kind of like, what the fuck does Taylor's version have to do? Didn't she already re like record it before? Um, but she kind of brings on songs that maybe didn't make it before songs that were in like kind of what she calls the vault, et cetera. So it's a really cool thing to see a singer songwriter do, and you've never seen anyone else really do it before. And I think that that's what makes her like a fucking mastermind genius is her creativity and also the dedication to her music. So anyways, if you're a Swifty, you just were like listening to that whole segment. Like, Oh, I I love her so much. And if you're not, you're probably like, okay, move on. So we do have a lot going on. Number one is I'm going to start a rumor and I want you guys to know the source of the rumor is me. I am the rumor and I'm the rumor creator. This past week we saw Olivia Rodrigo finally 
highly anticipated drop vampire. Her debut single in almost three years. She dropped it like a fucking bomb. Let me tell you that bomb exploded. I've been singing it every single day. And I do have to take a little bit of credit because I feel like in a small, minute way, a few episodes back, I gave you guys a little bit of my bars. Okay. How do you lie? How do you lie? How do you lie? I said that, right? Lo and behold, in her song, she kind of vibes the same way. How do you lie? How do you lie? How do you lie? Like I was onto something. Okay. I know my Olivia point being, she also announced in the past week and a half that she is debuting her second album guts coming out September 8th, which coincidentally is Maddox's third birthday that I will now be totally misdirected in terms of where my energy is going that day. Regardless with guts coming up, I'm assuming since she had a tour for sour that she will have a tour for guts. So I had my, I had my little wheels turning in my head, you know, cause we talked a week or two ago about Sabrina Carpenter taking over the era's tour international dates. Okay. So this is Taylor Swift's tour next year, going everywhere international, how this bitch is doing it. I have zero clue, but she is doing international tour. Okay. Same kind of vibe for X amount of months. She's bringing on Sabrina Carpenter. And we talked a few episodes back about kind of the animosity between Sabrina Carpenter and Olivia Rodrigo and Olivia Rodrigo is a huge Swifty. My point being, you're like, why are you telling me this? Well, here's the rumor. I'm going to create the rumor that Sabrina Carpenter was second choice to go on her international tour because in the past, you know, couple weeks we found out, oh, Olivia has another album come out. Therefore, again, reverting back to the idea that she's probably going to go on tour in 2024. Therefore, Olivia Rodrigo would not have time to go on Taylor Swift's era tour, no matter how big of an opportunity it could be, no matter what she needs to still kind of, you know, focus on this album, her second album ever. Her first was a huge hit here. Here we go. Olivia Rodrigo redemption. Okay. That way in my head, I'm saying, well, Taylor Swift, maybe her team, not her personally. I'm assuming that Taylor Swift called up Olivia Rodrigo and was like, Hey, I'd love to have you on the Eras tour international. And then Olivia had to come back and be like, you know what, Taylor, I'm sorry. I'm so busy. Cause I'm going to go on tour with guts. So there's the rumor. I'm starting it. I am pretty much the source. Uh, it might break to TMZ. I don't know. They might pick it up and be like, holy shit, Des, we'll, we'll buy this story from you so we can run it. And I'm just going to pretend like it's valid information. I'm just going to say that, yeah, Taylor, Taylor told me. And before you know it, this rumor that started here, I guarantee you will make its way to TikTok. And then it will start up another feud of Olivia and Sabrina Carpenter. And I'm the one that started it. So there we go. <laughs> you guys will have to let me know what you think though. Do you think Olivia Rodrigo was ever asked or thought of? Let's just maybe just have it there. Okay. Next up, um, we have a really sad news article that came out. Robert De Niro unexpectedly lost his 19 year old grandson. Um, this is so tragic. So sad. He says, I'm deeply distressed by the passing of my beloved grandson, Leo, which what a name, you know, we're greatly appreciative of the condolences from everyone. We ask that we please be given privacy due to, gr to grieve our loss of Leo. Sorry. He says in a statement shared um, with Fox News Digital, it is with immeasurable shock and sadness that we said goodbye to our beloved son, Leo. This is from his daughter, Drina. We thank you for the outpouring of love and support. We ask for privacy, et cetera. So I don't know what happened. I'm, I'm going to be honest. It's kind of scary. Um, the only thing that we have is an 18 year old male was found unconscious, unresponsive and pronounced deceased by EMS on scene. Leo, his name was Leandro had only recently celebrated his 19th birthday. According to results reports, ew, sorry, a cause of death will be determined by the medical examiner's office. So that was just very sad, you know? And I think when I hear stories like that, no matter how much money you have, no much, no matter how much uh, popularity you have or whatever, you're not immune to tragedy, right? And so when we see celebrities, when we see people of high power, whatever it may be, be struck by tragedy, it kind of brings you back down to this understanding that we're all still humans, you know, and it's very easy to get sucked into, you know, watching the Kardashians or whatever. And being so out of touch, right? Cause you're like, holy shit, we'll never live our life like that. Like, listen, I have big dreams, but I'll, I'll consciously tell myself, um, no offense, Des, but like the Kardashians, like that's a little out of reach. Okay. So 
But we go through this, we go through this and we're like, how are they ever sad? How could they ever be sad? How could they ever be depressed or anxious or lonely or whatever it may be? When in reality they do, they do suffer with their own things, right? It's relative. However, it just makes me really sad because no matter what the loss of someone so close to you is incredibly sad. And Robert De Niro, I mean, holy shit, we've watched him on our TVs and movies, huge movies and productions for, I mean, my whole fucking childhood, you know, like he's, he's an older gentleman. And I just thought it was really sad. So condolences with that. And, um, it it just kind of brings you back to the idea that not every day is available for you. And when you do get a day to live another day on earth, we need to not take that for granted. So next up, we have a really cool announcement. Greta Gerwig signs two picture deal on Netflix, Narnia adaptation. Um, but it's, it's kind of sparring out some mixed reactions. So Greta Gerwig is a director and she, um, is going to be directing the first two Narnia movies on Netflix. So a lot of reactions, Um, People are wary of the new adaptation. Some feel that the reboot is not necessary given the high quality of the original early 2000s franchise. So Greta Gerwig also just recently was the one that directed Barbie for reference. So someone responds on Twitter, can we stop rebooting in quotes films? Nobody wants to go see the same film, but quote updated every seven to 10 years. I'll go rewatch the original if I wanted to see it again. Someone else replies back, please do not ruin this franchise. And then um, other people though are excited. Someone says, Greta Gerwig directing not one, but two Narnia films. I used to pray for times like these. Um, And ever, you know, some other people are excited and more. Um, So I'll be anxious to see how that goes. Um, The original Narnia novels are allegory for several Christian biblical tales. And some are excited to see the director examine the deeper undertones of the story. So I know when I grew up, Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Aslan was kind of this godlike figure. And there was a lot of like biblical meanings behind the story. As I grew up, that's what I was kind of, that's what I always saw it as. That's what I was kind of taught. And I believe C.S. Lewis, even in the books, it was more of like kind of this biblical, I don't want to call it like fake, a facade, but it was like, it was kind of a, story with a little bit of like biblical undertone. Okay. So now seeing that someone wants to adapt it and have a more maybe modern twist on it, I will be curious to see what it could be like. I I just don't know, like, how are you going to spin it? You know, like the Lion, the Witch, Wardrobe, Narnia, there's really only one tale, right? So I I will be interested in tale, no pun intended, because Aslan has a long one as a lion. So I'm excited. Speaking of which, I'm very excited with the ability to see Barbie here soon that is coming out this month. I hear that it's going to have a little bit of a dark twist to it. And I I don't know, it's kind of giving, what's that movie? Is it called Enchanted? Is that when um, she kind of comes alive as a Cinderella in New York City? Do you guys know which one I'm talking about? I believe it's called Enchanted, but it's kind of like the vibe that I'm, I'm kind of getting at here. So I'll be curious. I don't know. I can't say I've really looked up what, what the rating is, but I'm almost curious if it's going to be like family friendly, or if it's more geared towards adults, because I feel like when you're using Barbie marketing, children in general, like young girls specifically are going to see it and be like, Oh, I want to go mommy. I want to go. And then you're like, Oh no, sorry. Like this isn't for you. Like, I don't know. So I would assume it's going to be family friendly with maybe some adult humor that kids maybe won't understand. I don't know. Other news. Um, this is kind of old, but I literally just laughed so loud at it because I didn't get to cover it last week, but Kim Kardashian, (laughs) she went to go get her new license photo And she had the whole like fucking DMV literally shut down, which I can kind of understand for X amount of time because simply like the status of her, you know, you have people in the DMV that would just like go bonkers, right? So I understand shutting down the DMV for say 20 minutes, right? To like have her be in there privately. However, she bought, she brought like lighting and like her makeup team and hair team to get this fucking picture perfect license picture. Now, number one, I think all publicity is good publicity. So whether we like it or not, part of this was a PR thing, okay? Like nothing they do is just quite simply to be existing. They're always thinking about how to get in the press. That, that's how they. That's how their life has been their whole life. That's how their life has been their whole life. <laughs> that was redundant, but you understand what I'm saying. However, I will say, like, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, when I got my last license picture, I'm, I get anxiety when I ask, to take another photo. 
you know, like when I'm like, can I, sorry, can, can I just take what, can I just take one more? They're like, you know, they like roll their eyes. All the people that work at the DMV, I'm sorry, 90% of you guys are the grumpiest fuckers on earth. And if you're someone right now that works at the DMV, you're like, oh, I'm actually nice. I wish I came to wherever you are. Let me, let me tell you that because every time I've gone in my surrounding areas, they're the grumpiest, meanest people I've literally ever been affiliated with. I understand you have to keep a level of professionalism with like what you do at the DMV and like, you know, you're operating under the state and like under the government, like it's a pretty like, you know, getting a kind of got to, you know, be strict and shit, but like you don't have to be an asshole. So anyways, when I went to the DMV, I get anxiety about asking for another photo. And the last time I went and got my license photo done, I don't know why I thought this was a good idea. I was literally 11 days postpartum. Why, why in the actual fuck did I decide to go get a new license photo at 11 days postpartum? I made that choice. That was my personal choice to go get a new photo. Like, I don't, I just don't understand. Like, why didn't I even just wait for a month or two? So stupid. So anyways, I just thought that was funny because I know I already get anxiety going into the DMV in literal, like in general. I couldn't imagine going in there and having to be like, hey guys, we're gonna shut everything down. And then I'm gonna have, you know, Paulo, you come over, you start doing my makeup. Cindy, can you touch up my hair? And then like having them like, I can just picture it, like poofing her hair in between like shots and like just her be like, and then like, I don't know, it just, I cannot believe it. Now on TikTok, like last year, this whole like um, passport photo went viral, passport makeup. Like literally it was like passport photo makeup. It went viral. This, this girl looked so hot, so hot in her passport photo. Everyone was recreating it. It was a cute makeup look, very natural, like normal look. It was beautiful everyday look. But anyway, fire photo. I get it. You want to go get your passport photo done, bitch. You only do that like once every 10 fucking years. I understand maybe wanting to have a little bit more of a like fly photo. Okay. But your license, you can get a license, like what technically whenever you want, like if you want to go pay $30, you can say, Hey, like, here's my license. You know, like I, I lost it. I, you know, it's broken. Like, I don't know. You can do whatever you want to get a new license technically if you wanted to. But, um, it was just crazy to me. I thought that was extremely funny. So other than that, nothing else super crazy from the past week. I have a few watches, a few podcasts, um, and I'm really excited to share with you. But number one, let's talk about some launches. We have Paragon, we have Petula. I do not have a date for Petula yet because I just got it in the mail. Probably by the time this is live, they would have announced it. But we have, oh my God, we have the most beautiful summer colors in Cassie fabric. And it's fucking good, dude. I love the tops. We have built-in like cami bra tops, short sleeve. We have one with like a little bit of like a cleavage moment. It's not deep though. It's like just a really nice like open neck. We have a brand new dress. Like it's just, it's fucking good. Okay, we got shorts, we got leggings, new bras, new tops, like I said, um, very good. So that will be TBD. I can't really give too much detail on that because I just, I don't want to get fired yet. We had the brand new Alani Nutrition launch last Wednesday with brand new super greens, which I was very excited about. Peached, peach iced tea was the flavor. Um, stoked about it. So I've been using those the past week. I really love the flavor. Um, I don't feel like it's too overwhelming. It perfectly masks the greens while still having a very like healthy vibe. Like I feel like when I'm sipping them, you know, you're like, mm, like I'm a healthy bitch. It doesn't feel too like artificial, if that makes sense. So that launched last week. You can definitely go get those now on alaninutrition.com backslash desb or use code desb at checkout. Last one we have is Paragon, which I'm so excited. I'm literally, I'm wearing it right now. I have on the bra, I have on the leggings and you can already tell they're pink. P-I-N-K. We have pinks, we have blues, we have greens. Like I'm, I'm so over the moon for this collection. We have a purple. I've like, I've been waiting for this color to enter. I've been begging between the native seamless, the old jeans in this, I've been begging for this to come. Okay. And it's finally here. Um, launching June, June 13th, 2 PM EST, 1 PM early access, same deal as always, but I'm really excited about that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they're leaning into summer because as we know from Buff Bunny's naked launch, they did not, you know, they, they just, they went neutrals and I'm, I'm okay with it. You might be, you might be able to tell I'm still a little bit bothered because I am, I was really looking forward to some more pinks, some more, maybe H2O blue, some more tiki yellow. And you know, we just, we didn't get it. We got 
we got soy milk and fucking hazelnut chocolate. You know, like it was interesting launch. So I'm hoping that Buff Bunny brings back that fucking heat in this next launch. Um, the other thing that we have, Vuray. I told you guys I'm with Vuray now. So excited. Old partners back in, you know, 2016, 2017, lost contact, relit the fame, the fame, the flame. Very excited to be partnered with them. And you you would only guess it. The code is DESB. Um, and you get 25% off, which is great. 20 or 25. I'm sorry. This is a new partnership for me, so it's not as off the tongue yet, but I'm stoked. I have some of the burner buff duffel bags coming right now. Um, they also have a new Barbie collection that they launched too, which is, I think a really cool collaboration for them. Um, so I have some of those bags coming. I think they're going to be shipped. Well, they're already shipped. They're going to be here maybe tomorrow or in the next two days. So I'll make sure to share them on the story on Sunday. But I'm really excited and I'll definitely be doing a $100 giveaway too on my page with them. So a lot of exciting stuff with that. And um, we have Nutula coming up, which I'll talk about in our wellness corner, et cetera. So just a lot of fun stuff. And this week, actually, as you're listening to this, I am in Los Angeles in this week, Monday through Thursday. And I come back Thursday, leave immediately for Ohio for Thursday to Monday. We have a really fun like family trip this coming weekend, but this week I'm out in LA for business with Alani Nutrition. I can't tell you the rest, but if I had to create an illusion for you, it would be our favorite time of year with a fan favorite flavor. And I'm gonna keep it right at that right at that. So make sure you stay tuned on my Instagram, um, this week. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to vlog it. I just don't know what I'll be able to share. So I'm going to just make sure that I am able to give some like, uh, feedback of, you know, get some feedback from them of what I can share. But if anything, I can actually almost pre vlog it and then release it when it's released. So no matter what I'll vlog it, it just depends on when it would go live. So let's talk about a few watches getting into this next segment. Number one, I don't know, I'm like not cultured in saying this, but I've never seen Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, that's almost like embarrassing, I feel like to say out loud because so many people would genuinely be like, what the fuck? So I'm gonna put it on the Instagram, a poll, if you have actually seen this movie or not, because I need to know, am I simply the weird one or am I the mature one, you know? So I'm only halfway done, I only watched half of it, but I'm definitely gonna finish it. It's super funny. Like, I think it's one of those you can put on and just put you in a good mood, but I've just never given it the time of day. It's kind of like Napoleon Dynamite. Like you have to be in a certain vibe to watch Napoleon Dynamite and actually laugh um, because it's it's probably one of the stupidest movies ever, but it it, it is pretty funny. Um, other watch, Taking Care of Maya. So I have not finished this. I just started it, but I, it's been raved about. Um, it's, it's basically... I mean, I'm not ruining anything because it's, it's shown on Netflix and like a trailer is this, but basically it's coming down to negligence of parents, negligence of what assumes to be like CPS, um, medical issues with this daughter that were like maybe frauded. I'm not sure about the detail details. I didn't want to ruin it too much, but if you haven't watched it, definitely watch it. I've heard nothing but good things about it. The only thing people are telling me is like, grab the fucking Kleenexes. So I will, but I will be watching that this week. So that's on my radar. I've really been keeping up with, honestly, my YouTube, like Cody Ko, as always, watching him. And then other than that, I'm going to be very honest. The only thing that's been taking my time and energy when I get to sit down in bed are not only my own YouTube videos, but Vanderpump Rules. Like, I'm really just on that shit right now. Like, I so badly want to finish because I'm seeing all these articles come out that I'm quite literally avoiding because people are like season 11 season, you know, whatever. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, I can't, no, 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 no. Like I can't even look at who is, who's there. What do they look like? Like, I don't want to know. Like I want to genuinely just go through the experience and like see how it is. You know what I mean? So right now we're in season three. We just finished, um, to put you in reference, if you've watched, we just met Vale. Okay. So Vale, she's like the actress. She was on young and the restless, which I think is pretty fucking cool. But regardless, just met her. Jack's got his nose job. Kristen and Tom were kind of on, uh, or no, Kristen is trying to go over to Tom's like every fucking two months to say she needs mail. Um, so just kind of catching you up on where I am. If you guys have watched my biggest takeaways right now is number one, Lisa Vanderpump is so swimming in fucking money. 
number one. What a business mogul. Like Villa Blanca, Pump at this time, Sir. And then I know, like, I know that they shut it down, I believe, but she did end up opening something in Las Vegas. I just know that from like being aware of the show throughout the years, I just know that. And then she ended up just closing it recently. But anyways, point is she is a business mogul. The other thing I've come to take away is that I fucking hate Jax Taylor. I'm sorry. He is the most piece of shit man ever, at least as of right now. I don't, I am going to be honest. I don't, I don't think he gets better, but he is the most narcissistic pathological liar I've literally ever fucking seen on TV. And the past two nights, Wyatt and I have watched this show between Jax and Kristen. I've literally made Wyatt turn the TV off. Like I've gotten so heated and so fucking annoyed. Um, and Stassi, she's like, seriously, I'm sorry. You guys know, I love to say this word. She's kind of a cunt right now, dude. Like she is so offended by Jax, so offended by Jax that she wants everyone else to hate him. Like, don't get me wrong. Like you kind of should, but I can also see where Jax is kind of like, Tom said it perfectly. He was like, he's kind of like a puppy. Like you like yell at him and you're mad at him, but then you like let him back in your house. And it's kind of the same vibe. Like Jax is just so lost and you can tell he just, he's just lost. So anyways, it's just not any, it's not Stassi's job to play this like boss. And she's just so fucking demanding. Like it's crazy. And I, and I, I really do like Stassi, but this past couple episodes, dude, I've made Wyatt turn it off. I'm like, I cannot stand this fucking stupidity right now. Like it's so infuriating because I'm like, you guys, you guys have no idea. Like looking at your life for like someone else, like you have everything like shut up. Um, so anyways, it's annoying. Sheena's annoying. Fucking Kristen's annoying. James is annoying. Jax is fucking annoying. Stassi's annoying. Stassi, Stassi's annoying. Um, literally the only two people that don't annoy me right now are Tom Sandoval and Ariana. And I don't even fucking tell me because I know, I know shit happens with them. Okay. Just let me live in the now. That's about as far as I know about current events is I, I know they're a part of it. I know they're a part of it, but I don't need any fucking details. So don't be coming in my DMs, ruining the future seasons for me. But it's just, it's quite literally so frustrating. And sometimes I do watch it and like, I kind of get confused, like why Lisa allows this to happen with her like employees. You know, like it's like, there's a level of like professionalism that I'm like, Lisa, you're so legit. Why are you letting them run, run this shit in your like restaurant, you know? But it's also, it comes with the territory of the TV show, comes with producers. And at the end of the day, it puts Sir more on the map, right? Like I want to go to Sir. I want to go taste all the food at Sir, you know? So anyways, she knows what she's doing. They know what they're doing, but nothing has pissed me off more than that show the last couple of days. Um, like it like literally boils my fucking blood to even think about. So if there's any spinoff right now, I heard in the news that there was a potential spinoff with maybe it was Katie. I don't remember. There was a spinoff. Someone, no, Kristen, Jax, and then Jax is now, is it wife or girlfriend? Again, I, I try not to keep up with them because I don't want to know what's going on in their life. But regardless, supposed spinoff. And I'm like, what the fuck? I would never watch them. And the only person that I really want to see a spinoff from, honestly, even though she's, again, very annoying, like I would love a show about Stasi. Like I want to know her life. I want to know how she is in real life. I want to know what she does day to day. Um, and again, this might change as I keep watching the show, but great show. So fun to get engulfed in. But let me tell you, season what am, what did I say? Maybe I'm in three, maybe I'm almost in four or I am in four. I don't know. It's terrible. God, it's hard to watch. Um, next part, let's just move on from that. I could literally talk all day about that. Um, the idol. So I did not finish it. I might like take and take a night and binge two episodes, you know, whatever, but I did not finish it. I was like, after the weekend said, I want to stretch that pussy. Like I literally was like, Nope, like I got to go. I got to go. And I don't think I can ever listen to the weekend music ever again. The same. I just don't think I can do it. So the idol has finished. There was, I think there ended up only being a total of five episodes. As of right now, I do not believe, I think it got canned. I don't think it's coming back. And part of me felt bad because when you're a creator of anything, you're a director, you're a producer of like the show, when, when you like have a failure, like a flop, I mean, that sucks. Like, I don't care what you create. Having a flop like sucks, you know? So it made me feel bad. Cause I was like, you know, you put a lot of time and shit into like doing that, whether, whether other people like it or not, like it's still a job, you know? So I felt bad. And then I also felt really bad for Lily Rose Depp because she did a 
phenomenal performance playing Jocelyn. It's just, it was the character. It was everything. And now to my knowledge, this is kind of like her breakout role. Like I can't say I've seen her in anything else. So it kind of like hurts me to know that people will now only see her as Jocelyn. Like it's kind of like Jeanette McCurdy. Are we ever going to see her as anyone but Sam off of iCarly? Miranda Cosgrove. Would we ever see her as anyone other than Carly, like iCarly? No. Jamie Spears. Would we ever see her as like kind of anyone besides Zoe? Zoe 101. No. It's like these big breakthroughs kind of define you for the rest of your career. And so I feel bad that I feel like Jocelyn, that character will forever be tied to her as a very like poor performance and kind of like taint how good of an actress she was. So I'm hoping she gets some form of redemption. Um, the weekend, like, I just don't think he did that good of a job acting. Like, I, I mean, I think his character was also kind of confusing and a lot of people just didn't like Tedros in general, but it, it just also was not a good, it was not a good standout performance. You know, I don't think they will be up for any Oscars is what I'm trying to say. So hopefully they can that. Cruel Summer haven't even caught up with they just really fucked the other season, like straight up Kardashians. I haven't had time to keep up on, but to my knowledge, they are like Kim and Courtney are for sure still feuding because from what I've heard is that in the trailer of like, you know, next week's episode, it shows this sit down conversation between the sisters. And then the neck, and then that, that episode, there's no conversation that takes place. So people think that they edited it, edited it, in, holy shit, why is it hard to say edited it in? <laughs> edited it in. They edited it in. Wow, that's like a that's like a rap bar. Um, I could make like a beat out of that. So the conversation actually didn't end up maybe happening, or should I not say happening, but ending well. So people are kind of like assuming that Kim and Courtney still like aren't on the same wavelength. And that kind of made me sad because like I always think like, how could you not like like your sister? Especially like sisters like that. Like they all seem super close. And I don't know, I'm just interested. Like, I'm sorry, I'm going to throw this one out here. Cause I'm just like, I'm thinking about it right now. Are we ever going to get the truth about Chloe, who Chloe's dad is? Come on, you can, come on, come on, come on. Something's got to come out. Like why haven't, like, have they ever even taken paternity tests? Like, I don't know. I'm just, I hate saying it, but like, there is no fucking way in hell that you have one, two, right? Two daughters, even a son that all look fucking identical. They look like they could be triplets on a good day. And then you have Chloe. Like it just doesn't really make genetic sense to me. Like she looks so much like OJ Simpson. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel bad saying it. I feel bad saying it. I feel bad saying it. I just want the truth. That's it. I'm sorry. Like I just, I want the truth. So that's kind of wrapping up our watches. Honestly, it was a pretty slow week, but Vanderpump is just really occupying my time. I did try to watch another few episodes of Black Mirror and quite literally I got too fucking scared and turned it off. So not a good, not a good time for me. Um, Next up, Wellness Corner, brand new Tula Gold Glow and Get It. So we saw the Rose Rose Gold Glow and Get It a couple months ago, limited edition Rose Gold can from Tula for their under eye balm. Now we have Rose Gold, or I'm sorry, Gold glow and get it, not rose. So it's a gold container of the glow and get it eye balm, which is like the blue eye balm, but instead it's like all gold, even the color of the eye balm. So same idea of like what glow and get it is, but now it's in gold coming out, super excited. You can use code Desby as always to save 15% on all Tula skin for dude. My skin has been literally skinning. Like I'm feeling so good. I'm feeling so fresh. Um, I've just taken the the approach of less is more. And I think it's just such a good reminder for any of you guys out there. Like I know at one point I had like 10 steps in my skincare and it worked really well. It worked really well for me for a little bit. Then it started not. So I just took a little step back and that's okay. You can slowly start adding back in treatments or whatever it may be. But sometimes I feel like it's just like your body in the gym. Like sometimes you just need a break, you know, and your skin just needs a break. So keeping it very simple is super good. I'm just really loading in on hydration right now. Like how can I better hydrate my skin? And I feel like it's just been working so well. So I've been loving my milk, milk essence, however they called it, what did they call it? Milk. I forgot what it, milk glazing fluid. Like, I don't remember what they called it, but from road skincare, Haley Bieber, cause like 
you know, we're like buddies and shit. She has super sensitive skin. And so when she created Road, she wanted to create products that not only like don't irritate her skin, but for the typical skin would not irritate it, right? It's only adding to the skin. So I've been really loving my milk essence. It's so fucking good. And like Tula has nothing like it. So I've been using that, my 24 hour hydration serum, and then my Tri Supreme oil serum and my beauty sleep at night. Like it's just been coating my skin. And like, I've been waking up so rejuvenated, like low inflammation, like my skin isn't like red. Like it's just been creme de la crop. Okay. Like I've been just really loving it. Um, wellness wise though, been tracking my macros still feeling good about that. I've had a lot of leniency. Like I've really wanted to approach this experience of like bulking, adding on more, um, kind of weight slowly, but surely, et cetera. I've really wanted to place this experience around still having a really balanced, beautiful approach to my life. And especially with the summer. And I definitely have, and it's just felt really, really good. It's felt really right. Um, and I just, I've genuinely been loving the experience again. So it feels good. I think the itch in me to compete is like definitely there. And obviously I shared with you guys and on my YouTube, like, I don't just like do anything to just like fuck around. Like the intention of me doing what I'm doing right now is to number one, rehabilitate from back-to-back pregnancies. Like I just want to feel strong again. I want to feel good, etc. But I want to gain back muscle that's lost and I want to compete. You know, like that, that is my intention in doing what I'm doing. But if I find that my heart isn't there, then like, I'm not going to do it, you know? So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, it's been good. Like everything is just going good. Like, I'm just, I'm really proud of where I'm at right now. Workouts are fucking great. We just started our Kardashian themed month, which is very exciting in our BeFit membership. So if you guys aren't members, it's $1.50 a day. You get full access to the app. You get access to over $354 worth of BeFit programs as a member alone on top of our monthly workouts, monthly newsletter, Facebook community, monthly focus, monthly giveaway, and more. And it's, it's just such a good place. Like everyone has been so grateful for it. Like it's really just changed DBFT. We're no longer this, oh, you can only join our programs like three times a year. It's like, it just never stops. And I know that's like kind of our mantra, the challenge never stops, but it's just helped a lot of people with their mentality. So join the training, you get access right away. Um, So we're doing the rest of this month, Kardashian themed workouts. And then make sure that you are joined I believe if I'm not looking at the calendar, August or July 27th, because macro coaching for our six weeks to strength challenge, which is next month will go on sale. So it's a one-time like upgrade to get macro coaching during the six week challenge. The six week challenge is in the membership. So it's like a one-time price. You don't have to upgrade to be in the challenge. It's just automatically given to you, um, for your subscription. So really exciting. It's our first challenge in the membership. So um, we'll be anxious to see how it goes, but we're always looking for feedback. And this is just so fun. It's so new. And it just, it feels like it's brought us all very much closer together. So I've been loving the workouts I just did in my Kim K era today, which is of course glutes, like it's a glute day. (laughs) And my pump was pumping. Like my butt felt so round and firm. Like it was perfect. Like it, it just felt so good. So anyways, join today, join whenever, join in an hour, join in a minute, pull up your phone right now and join. Like if you're willing to spend $10 a week on a Starbucks drink and Chipotle, I would, that's, it actually comes up to like $20. If you're willing to spend money on going out to eat once a week and getting Starbucks, more than once a week, then you're able to pay $1.50 a day to be a part of BeFit training, increase your health journey, health and wellness, be healthier, work out, get movement in, have the accountability and more. So what's more important to you? You know, it's really what it comes down to. Eating out or working out. Like you hate to see it broken down that way, but it's a, it's a pretty simple analogy right there. Because I know I spend way too much money on Starbucks, which I am cutting out. And you guys would be very proud of me. Okay, so let's break into our little ad from BetterHelp. As always, you guys know, this is quite literally the only way I make money off of this podcast. Um, And by money, I mean it also goes right back into paying for my editor each month. So I'm going to always run the ad, okay? 
as always, you can use code DESB, but let's get right into it. And then we'll break into our last segment, a little bit of advice, a little bit of feedback, a little bit of Q&A. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I talk about BetterHelp a lot, seeing as that it's benefited me in the past two years. Some people think, you know, maybe, oh, things have to get really bad until you can go to therapy. You're like, I'm not depressed. Why do I need therapy? But really therapy is a tool to where you're using it before things were to get worse and to avoid being at your lowest low. I don't know about you, but why the fuck would you want to get to your lowest low before you climb out to the, to that top again, right? BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't have to see anyone on your camera. You don't have to wear pants. You don't even have to put on pajamas. You could be naked wherever you're at and do a therapy session with your therapist. So for me personally, I like to put my AirPods in. I'll walk around my desk room. I'll go for a walk outside when it's nice out, whatever it may be. And that's what works for me. It is customizable and it is more affordable than most in-person therapy. Give it a try. See why over two million, million, trillion people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. And girls, don't forget to get on betterhelp.com slash desby and put in that discount code. If you forget that, you do not get that 10% off your first month. And that is the deal with being a listener of Brunch with Desby. All right, let's get into some questions. Questions and maybe some hot takes and then some advice. A little plethora of everything, all for free, all for free. You don't even have to pay me. You don't even, right now, free therapy. You don't even need better help. All you need is me and I will help you better. (laughs) Okay, first one, as my mom ages, She's becoming a literal Karen and I cannot handle it. This is hard because I often wonder, am I going to be a bitch when I get older? Like, do you just age into being a bitch? Like, honestly, because I think as we age, I feel like this is a pretty common uh, word is that people are like, you become more of you. Like you become more unfiltered. You kind of step into this idea. Like, I don't give a fuck anymore. So yeah, like I, I often wonder myself, I'm like, am I like going to be mean when I'm older? Like, you know what I mean? You kind of become, you think of like those grumpy old people, the people that work at the DMV, that could be you. Like, I don't know. So I try not to like look too far into that when I see maybe people around me who like I've always grown up with. And I'm like, Ooh, like you're like kind of grumpy now. Like, you know, I try not to think of it, but with your, with your mom, that is so hard because like, it's your mom. Like you, you love them in most cases. It's like, how do you say that? You know, I feel like if it was me and I saw my mom maybe like acting like certain ways or something, you know, I would just be like, hey, let's just stay positive. Or, you know, I would just maybe revert, like just however you can cut off the conversation of whatever she's talking about, however she's handling it, maybe just like cutting it off. How can you just like escape that situation? Sometimes it's as simple as like, hey mom, sorry, but like I have to pee so bad. Just lie, lie and like leave the room because oftentimes when we like re-enter a room, that conversation that was living in that moment is kind of past. Like you don't often sit back down besides if it's like really good tea to be like, okay, where were we? Like, you know, you could come back with like, woo, I had to do that so bad. You know what, mom, you told me about you and Darla the other day getting lunch. How was that? Like you can kind of come back and revert the conversation of whatever it was. So if I'm assuming, you know, your mom becoming a Karen, I'm assuming maybe like also dragging you into it. Maybe that's a good way to avert the crisis. That will be $5. Feel free to Venmo me. Just kidding. How do I get my husband to start working out? (laughs) Yeah, this is total. This would be really hard. Um, That would, that would be really hard. Luckily, I feel like Wyatt was always an athlete too. So like he kind of understands like, you know, working out is a little bit more of his lifestyle too. He definitely doesn't love it. Like Wyatt does not love the gym like I do. And like, he will always say that he's like, does, I don't have the same love for it as you do, but like I do it because I know I need to, to like take care of myself and my mental health. So I feel like if you were to want to get your husband to work out with you, to work out period, I feel like it would have to be working out with you. Now, as a mom, sometimes that can be difficult to like have a sitter or something like that. But 
I feel like the more you could be in the same place as him to like start, that could lead to like maybe a little bit more of like, ooh, like that sounds exciting too. Like I'll join in with you maybe, right? So maybe that, the other thing I would maybe say is this is, a, here you go. Hey, one of my fitness instructors on Instagram is doing a six week challenge and they do a fit duo prize. And here's the photos, pull up the DBFT website on Instagram or DBFT Instagram. Here's the photos of the couples that have won in the past year. We should do it together. Maybe that could be a more prompt of like accountability and like it sounding fun. You know, we could, we could win 750 bucks. We could have like a night out without the kids or, you know, whatever it may be, you can kind of spin it into what you would need. But I feel like that would be a pretty good way to kind of like ease him into like trying something. And then that way you also have like a goal. Like there's an automatic goal of like, Ooh, I want to win that money. Like I want to win. That's kind of like that competitive edge. So that would be a good, like good place to start. I think that's a good one. Someone asks, how the fuck do you feel? How the fuck to feel like yourself again and get motivation again after having a baby? Dude, I, I have to say I'm a little psycho. Okay. So when it came to, you know, getting back in the gym, whatever, that was my therapy. That, that was what made me feel good. That was my escape. And that's also my profession. You know, it's a little bit different than like average Joe being like, Oh fuck, I got to work out, you know, whatever a little bit different when it's like my job. Okay. But I think when it comes to like really feeling like myself, it wasn't until in both pregnancies, I stand by this postpartum. It wasn't until about nine to 10 months postpartum where I really feel like I, every time I really turned this leaf, like genuinely felt like, Ooh, like I'm feeling a little bit more like me. So if that's not where you are yet, give yourself time and grace. But I feel like between nine months and then all of a sudden you're at 10, you're like, wow, I feel even better. And then 11, wow, I feel even better. And then, tw- you know, one year postpartum, you're like, oh, wow. And then it just keeps going. Like I'm 13. I'm going to be 14 months postpartum, (laughs) 14 months postpartum. And I feel like I've never felt before, you know, like I feel damn near, like I haven't had kids before besides being like fucking tired. Like I have a different level of tired that I don't think ever goes away after you become a mom, but I feel overall so much more like me. Um, and I think it just truly does come with time. Um, however, it's still also like mourning the old you that like, like you're never going to get her back. Um, and that's not to like be super unfiltered and raw with that, but like, you're never going to feel like your old self. And so you kind of like are simultaneously feeling better in your current self while still like kind of mourning your past self. And that's where I feel like you kind of can go wishy-washy on how you're feeling, how to navigate your friend being in a delusional toxic relationship is there any good way to give advice? I don't want to ruin the friendship and she's, you know, quote in love, but if I'm honest with her, I'm afraid it will drive a wedge between us. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm funny. I'm actually going through the same thing in a very different manner, but relative someone I love is in a toxic relationship. And by sharing my opinion, it has dr- driven a wedge in between that relationship. So I don't want that to happen to you. It's a little bit different, obviously, relative situations, different experiences. But I think the most common thing you can do is give the shit sandwich, all right? When you're talking to someone, this goes with any issue you ever have. I feel like you always, you know, you state the negative, um, but then you give them something good, you know, you validate what they're feeling, and then you give them another negative. And then you maybe validate them again, you give another negative. So that's a way like a conversation can go. Because the last thing people ever want to do is be the victim. They don't want to be, or they don't want to be blamed. They don't want to be attacked because they will feel like the victim is what I'm saying. But if you really care and you're coming from a point of love, you could easily kind of create that shit sandwich of like, hey, this is a really simple one, right? Hey, this guy's a piece of shit. I can understand this is your good stuff. I can understand where you feel, you know, you're in love with him and you're happy and I love seeing you happy. Here's your another bad part. But I noticed that he treats you like this and it makes me concerned for you or whatever. The other thing that you can do is quite literally just draw the boundary where if, you know, you are around him, he's around her, whatever, you're just simply not involved. And you can either publicly state that or just make it apparent of you do not want to be around him if he's with her. You don't want to be around her if she's with him. So you can kind of do that, play the boundary game, protect your mental peace, and then just know that if she ever comes to you and she's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so sad. Jax Taylor fucked me over again. You know, that's when you can be like, hey, 
babe, I'm here for you. Um, but I'm going to be honest. It, it, I don't have the mental capacity to hear about Jax Taylor anymore. Um, if there's a way I can support you, please let me know, but I don't want to spend our time together quite literally just talking about him or, you know, whatever I, I would love for us to, I would love for this to be a positive space for us and to enjoy each other's company. And I feel like at that point, that's where you are just honest, which you said you normally are. And that doesn't necessarily drive a wedge. I think it can just be an adult position of like, Hey, this, this isn't good for me to listen to either. And it quite literally pisses me off. So what else can we talk about? And I think that's pretty fucking solid advice. Hot take leashes for your kid. I say no, but I want to hear other parents. So uh, hot take, I'm disagreeing with you. Um, I don't know if you're a parent. I'm assuming, let me actually like look at your profile right now. And I'm, you know, I'm never judging you guys. This is all open conversation. I think people are allowed to, um, okay. So it does look like you are a parent. So I'm glad number one, because if you are a parent and you have a quote hot take that has to do with a parenting style, um, maybe this is a hot take in and of itself. I don't think you have any say in anything parenting. If you are not a parent yourself, like I really don't, you guys can let me know what you think too, but it is, I used to think a lot of shit about parents before I was one, you know, why would you, why would you let your kid wear pajamas all day? Like, why aren't you like just the smallest shit? Why, why are you letting them like yell in a restaurant? And then I became a parent. I'm like, "Mm -hmm, that's why got it. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. However, this person is a parent. So let's talk about it. The opposing end leashes for your kid. Again, she says, no, I want to hear other parents. So here's, here's coming from me. The only opinion that matters. Just kidding. Not the only opinion. I say, yes, I used to, same thing though. I used to look at parents who maybe would quote use leashes before I was a parent. And I would be like, okay, like that's so inhumane. Why are you, what, you know, why can't you just watch your kid? Right. That was my real big arch of it. Why can't you just watch your kid? Then I became a parent and I now have an almost three-nager who in the blink of an eye in my own home, my own house, I go, where the fuck did he go? You know, where did he go? And it's that right there that is enough for me to, in a public place such as say Disney, an amusement park, um, a popular fairground, you know, something like that. If I am in a position where there could be distractions, other places, whatever it may be, what if someone just quite simply, uh, you know, I'm at a, I'm at the fair, someone, uh, runs in front of me and, you know, makes me kind of back up within that one second alone of me not seeing where my kid went, he could be gone. You know, that has nothing to do with bad parenting. It is the fact that kids move like fucking lightning and they're closer to the ground than you are. So to see them run away, you don't see it first, right? You'll see another tall person or a person eye level before you're looking at the ground. So in my opinion, people that choose to have leashes on their kid. I hate the way that we're calling it leashes. Like I wish there was just like a backpack, a human backpack. I don't know. But if someone chooses to have a lanyard on their kid and their kid's a keychain, I think that it shows quite a lot of responsibility knowing that they're, they're vulnerable enough to say, Hey, I know my kid is a little fucking shit and they could be gone in a damn second. And you know what? I would, I would rather have a leash and be maybe a little embarrassed then to all of a sudden have to post on Facebook that my kid ran into traffic and got hit. And I'm sorry to go there, but it happens that fast. And it has nothing to do with bad parenting in most cases. I'm not saying there's some shitty parents out there that just quite literally don't watch their kids, but it happens really fast. Um, and so I think that in those certain situations like that, I think it's a very warranted decision as a parent. Um, and, co- and, and honestly, I will stand by that like fully, with passion, just because I've, I've known a lot of people that have lost children due to a split second of something happened where if there was some form of physical attachment to that child, it would have never happened. Um, and I would, I would much rather get a stare and, a an eyebrow up than have my kid be fucking abducted at Disney, walk around into a fucking water pool at like a, I don't even know. I'm just, my point is I'd rather get a little bit of a stare than put my child's life at risk if I know I'm in a place that that could happen. You know what I mean? So 
let me know what you guys think. I, that, that is my rebuttal to that. And again, that's by no means like shunning someone who doesn't want to use a leash or whatever. It's just a different way to look at it. And again, it, it was a different way that I looked at it up until I saw the consequences of people who now have a passion for saying like, just put a fucking leash on your kid because of what happened to them. Dirty hot take. Does your boyfriend or husband partner go down on you? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's kind of a question. Hot take would maybe be if they don't or they shouldn't or they should. If that's a hot take, I would be quite literally fucked up. Um, yeah, I think you, we should all have that experience. Um, especially for women, like you could seriously just like brush up against a penis with like your arm and they're like ready to go. Okay. You can't just like brush up against a girl's vagina and then be like, I'm horny. You know, like we need a little bit more stimulation. Our bodies are different. Our anatomy is different. So I think having like that additional form of foreplay, um, in that way is super hot. Like as we should, if you had a partner that was like kind of scared to do that, I would be worried. It would kind of make me feel bad. Like, is there something wrong with me? You know, I don't know. I'll be honest though, and I've shared this multiple times before, I'm not a huge BJ'er, okay? It's, I've had trauma (laughs) as a teenager and it is just not something I'm just like free nilly willy doing it. Um, But I also will say that I've gotten better and it's all about communication. That's all I'm saying. Um, But I think also like if you're, if you're someone who just needs to have that conversation with your loved one, like that's maybe that's something you need to do too. Okay. Two more. And these are from our advice column advice with Des B. And I just wanted to go through a few as always. If you guys want to submit your own advice needed from me, then you can go to www.brunchwithdesby.com and then scroll down a little bit and you can submit, tell me a secret, or if you need advice, dear Des B, I've received five wedding invitations and three bachelorette trip invitations for the summer all but one are quote friends who haven't talked to me in years. They never came to my housewarming party, didn't text me after my breakup, etc. So I just never put in the effort anymore to communicate first, which is why the communication stopped. Or our friends quote, I try to talk to daily via text, yet they never want to hang out. Um, we've only hung out twice over the past three years. On top of that, I'm a broke bitch, can't afford everything. I'm not sure what to do. I want to attend and support, but I feel used. Sincerely, the friend who always ends up caring more. Yeah. I mean, I think my initial response to that is fuck that. Like, yeah, like I'm not going to any of them. I understand where some of them could be fun. Like, let's be honest, bachelorette trip, you know, whatever, always fun wedding, always fun, free food, you know, whatever, but either I'm going and I'm just seriously giving a card or I'm going and like not paying for anything. Like, I don't know. I just, if someone's not returning, like the reciprocation of a friendship, like in that way where you've only talked in twice in three years, like there's a difference between being busy and just not being able to meet up for a while or whatever it may be. There's a difference between that and then just like actually never communicating for years, way different. Busy seasons of life versus busy years, question mark. I would argue that. Dear Des B. Ooh, this is a good one to end on. Do you believe in only child syndrome? I'm debating on if I want another child or not. At first I was okay and at peace with only one kid. Then I started reading about only child syndrome and it got in my head. I'm sure behavior like that can stem from how the child is raised or raised or coming from a broken home. I just need some other thoughts. LOL. Sincerely, a mama just wanting to know. You know, as always, people are entitled to have as many kids or no kids. Absolutely. So I'm not here to do, to like mom shame anyone who wants to only have one kid or even a mom who could physically only have one kid. Totally get it. However, I feel like I do have a different perspective on this coming from a child who had a sibling and then got another one 12 years later. (laughs) So like had my ride or die sibling and then got another one as a teen almost. And then on the other side, being married now to an only child. And we talk about this a lot because immediately upon having Maddox, we knew we wanted to have another one because Wyatt was very passionate about our child not being an only child. 
his parents did not get divorced until they were, until like two years ago. So he grew up being an only child in a very loving home, very loving environment, great family. Everyone's very like intertwined, super, you know, fam, bam, you know, whatever, great upbringing. Um, so the one thing I've seen over the past couple of years that he has really struggled with is not having someone else to talk to. Um, like, you know, he always brings up like, well, you have Michaela and you even Ty, you have Ty and he doesn't have anyone. So I don't know if I believe in only child syndrome, like the people that are only child are fucked up. Like, I don't, I don't think that at all. Why it's a great person. And he had a great upbringing with surrounding cousins that were his age, et cetera. So that can also play into a role too. Will your only child have uh, cousins? They could grow up near, you know, people in the family that are of the same age, et cetera, not just classmates. So I personally don't think in my life, like, again, this is me, right? I don't think I could ever look at Maddox at the time and been like, oh, I only want it to be you. I, I think too, as a mom, like the young years go by so fast that even if I were to have at one point been like, oh, I only want to have Maddox, I almost put my life on the fact that he would go off to kindergarten or something. Right. And I immediately would be like, oh my God, I want another one. You know what I mean? Like it just goes by so fast. And I think a motherly instinct, we're always going to yearn for that. Like being a mom to like a newborn or a one-year-old or, you know, like it's such a special time that is so short. Like we're only little for the littlest amount of time. Like even like, I think of me and like my mom, Like my mom only had me little for like, what, like six years, you know, like that's such a little amount of time for like the amount of years that we're on the earth. Right. So I think that like the the time of a mom, you always yearn for that because it was so special. But before you know it, that's why, you know, you have grandkids and you're able to like give that love to something that's of descent of like your own child. You know, it's, it's amazing. So Anyways, I don't know if I believe in only child syndrome in terms of like, oh, if you are an only child, you're like fucked up forever. I don't think that, but seeing both sides, like living one side and now seeing, and also being married to an only child, it's a very different experience because I also have no in-laws. I have, I have my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. I don't have a sister-in-law. I don't have a brother-in-law. I don't have like, it's, it's interesting because our children only have an aunt and an uncle through me. Like it's a very, it's something you don't really think about in that way. And it's like kind of sad, you know, because when I grew up, I had like two aunts or I didn't, well, an aunt-in-law kind of, right? So I had like an aunt, I had uncles. I, you know, it's like, we had a pretty big family, but Wyatt, like he really doesn't have anyone. And all of his other cousins, even though they're his first cousins, they, they have their own mom and dad. And they have their own families that they're starting and, you know, whatever. And so it's, it's just different to have a sibling relationship. Um, so yeah, if any of you guys out there are moms, moms to be, and you know, maybe you like want to have two kids, but you're not sure, whatever. I totally get it. You do not need to have more than one kid. You don't even have to have a fucking kid. I don't care. But I will say as a mom of two, I would honestly, I would probably die without both my kids. Like I thought Maddox was great, but like Maddox and Archie, like the duo, oh my God, they're so great. Like, I just love them both so deeply and they're just both so different and special. And like, it's just so fucking cool to just be like, those are my boys. Like, those are my kids. Like we created them. Like, it's just so cool. And to see them play together and they like roll around on each other now and they like hold each other's hands. Like, Oh my God, guys, it's so cute. Um, it's so cute. So anyways, let me know what you guys think. Um, we're going to wrap this up. And now, now that I just got to the end of the podcast, I, I'm actually just thinking, cause I'm like, Oh, that part made me emotional. Like just thinking of both my little boys. And I'm like, wow, I, you know, I haven't cried in a while on here. Like what a win. Um, but I also laugh cause I'm kind of like, maybe the, with how much I've cried on this podcast, I've just really been going through so much hormonal changes. Like you guys are probably like, are you okay? Cause you haven't cried, you know, like this is weird Des. Like you actually haven't cried online lately. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't. I'm in it. I'm a new bitch. All right. Like I'm positive Polly. So anyways, if you, if you've had a good cry lately, let me know. What are we crying about lately? Like, I just feel like I'm in such a good Zen place right now. Like I'm, I'm fucking vibing. I'm 
I'm just, I'm proud of myself. I'm, I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. You know, I was looking at my podcast downloads the other day and I'm like, how, how, how do so many people like listen to me every week? Like that I'm so annoying. Like, and I say that out of like jokes and love for myself. Like I, I know I'm a different breed of person, like very hot or cold. You either like me or you do not fucking like me. Um, and I'm like, I'm just so grateful to be able to like do this. And it's just so fun. And you know, this, this quite literally could go nowhere else. The rest of brunch with Desby existence. And I just love what I do. I love coming on here and talking to you guys about random stuff and enjoying it. It's just, it's so fun. And I think once you take just a little, you know, life lesson before we peace out here, such a reminder that as long as you're doing what you love and it's fun for you and you feel like it adds to your life, it adds and it does not, it does not take away money, downloads, likes, shares, comments, it doesn't matter, you know? And I feel like that's where I'm at with this podcast. I, I, I picture it being bigger. You know, I'm, I'm keeping, I'm going to keep pushing to, you know, grow it X, Y, and Z. But like when you just get to show up and do what is fun for you and knowing that people listen and they do like it too, it just hits different. You know, you're like, I don't need it all. I don't need the hundreds of thousands of downloads. I don't, I don't need that. You know, whatever. I'm like, I'm just grateful for what we have, you know, and, and by being grateful and living in gratitude, um, you're also able to, I feel like see natural growth because that, that gratitude and excitement for what you do, just, it seeps through. It's obvious, you know? So anyways, sorry for my little soapbox at the end. Maybe I'll go cry after this, but I love you guys. Stay tuned as always, every Sunday, share this, share this episode, share this episode, <laughs> share this episode with a friend, share it with a colleague, um, share it with a new mom, you know, maybe like, Hey, bitch, I know you wanted to maybe only have one kid. You should have two. Here's why. Uh, maybe, you know, you're like, Hey, I know you were just making fun of people that put their kids on leashes. Listen to this podcast and go buy a fucking leash. Here's my Amazon link. Let me know what you guys want to hear next. Let me know how you're loving the podcast. Leave a review, leave a five star. Like I said, share it on your Instagram. You guys don't have, you guys have no idea how much a simple share, whether it's to your Facebook your fucking Instagram story, you send it in a text. Like, I don't care how you're sharing it. You have no idea how much word of mouth is quite simply how I survive. Whether it's my own Instagram page, DBFT, my podcast, my YouTube, whatever it is, by verbal word of mouth, hey, you should listen to this. Hey, you should check this person out. That is how I grow. That's how my business is able to grow. That's how people are able to find me. So take a second. Please, if you're listening by the end of this, like take a just fucking five seconds, push the share button, send it somewhere. I don't care where it goes. It could go to one person. It could go to a group chat of 20. I don't care. But that alone helps me. And that is quite seriously zero motherfucking dollars. Okay. I'm not asking you for anything except for 25 to 20 seconds of your time. All right. I love you guys. See you next Sunday. I'm passionate about you. I am my biggest fan. I'm your biggest fan. And we will see you next week. That's all for this episode of Brunch with Des B. I hope you enjoyed hanging out, laughing, or maybe even crying with me today because let's be honest, you never know what you'll get here. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, share with your family and friends, or even just to social media and tag me in it so I can share. Love you guys.